what's going on? I'm here. Yeah, same. I'm ready to not be here anymore, though. I need some caffeine. I have coffee. Is it hot? Yeah, that's all I got. I'm sorry. That's okay. Beggars can't be choosers. I guess not. Welcome back to 30 Dirty and Dying, <laughs> where we are just begging to get through the next day. Oh, I thought you were like begging to die. Well, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is 30 Dirty and Dying, your favorite millennial podcast. I'm Clarissa. I'm Courtney. And today, we're bringing back a fave. We're doing a favorite. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about it, Courtney? Because uh, I can't, I don't know what's going on. Judging a book by its cover. Yes. But this time, we're going to be doing it with each other. Yeah, it's joint. So we've done one episode, um, I think in season one, mm-hmm. where I showed you book covers. And this was before you became quite the most voracious reader I've ever seen. I already met my book goal for the year. That's fantastic. And it's not even December yet. You've read more books than me. Yep. And That's I'm, amazing. And I'm reading one right now. That's awesome. I, I started a series. Ooh. And I'm on book five. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So I showed you books and you just tried to tell me what you thought it was about yep. in as much detail as possible based on the cover alone. Yep. Uh, and then the next time, because you had started picking up some books and reading some words, yep. we did it where you showed me books you'd been reading. And then at the end, we showed a few from our media partner, Tea with Coffee. So we got to play a little bit together that mm-hmm. time. But this time we're just going back and forth. Yeah, and if if you if you remember, your books um, were a lot different than the books that I read. Yeah, my mine are more um, uh, young adult, which is fine. Yeah, if you love it, you love it. You it know is what it is. Mine are okay. I don't have my uh, physical books. Uh, a lot of them are are packed up right now, or we're moving things around. So I have some just pictures, some Goodreads and stuff like that. So. We're gonna we're gonna free ball this one a little bit, but we're gonna have a good free time. ballin' because I'm free. <laughs> oh man, what a time to be alive! Well, before we crack open these spines and crack our own spines, I need some spine crash. Like I, what I want so bad is to someone to pull my like legs and someone to pull my arms and just stretch me. Have you seen those chiropractor videos on YouTube? And they do the this ones thing. making fun of chiropractor because no. those are funny too. No, no, no. no. Oh, I'm okay. talking about the actual chiropractors, and they have this. Some of them have this thing called the Y strap. Okay. Do you know what this is? I don't. Okay, so they'll put this thing around your neck. <gasps> I already like, don't like it. Wait, but it's like, and they have it's kind of like a leash. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Oh, it's like it goes around your neck, and then they have a thing, and they literally just pull on your neck, and your whole apparently it cracks every single part of your spine. And while that sounds horrifying, I would be okay if it killed me. Well, I was going to say, what if they accidentally just broke your neck? What a way to go. Um, I wouldn't want to go that way. But imagine the euphoria of being cracked and that nice feeling right after you crack something that really needs cracked, you know? You, I don't crack anything. I, I'll do it right yeah. now. Ten please, bucks. Please don't. Okay. Well, I might have to. My neck is very tense. All the stress. Anyways, so, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Let's get back in time because this is going to get crazy. Back in time. All right. We are in 2012. We've been there many a time before. It was a big year, you know. I had a lot of interesting posts. I I don't know if I would say interesting. I was a dumbass, though, so Bonfit. We knew each other. Yeah. We were tagging each other back and forth, just like this one right here. Tell me. On Facebook, where apparently I said this and you were quoting me because I keep my comments fresh all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. If you name your kid Thor, he wouldn't be in the marching band. The Thor movie might have been out. I don't know. Well, it's 2012, so Avengers came out. Yeah. I, this is the only Avengers movie I've ever seen. Wow. I saw it in 2012 in the movie theater where we both worked. Yep. And that's it. 
I was good after that. I watched all of them, except for recently. I've we've already discussed this. I don't have to go back and yeah, talk we, about know. we know all of my feelings about how Marvel is doing right now. Yeah. Um, um, I said, what's Michelle Obama's favorite vegetable? Broccoli. I love that. Mm-hmm. I hope she got him a Valentine's Day card that said that. I mean, I feel like they would probably do something They like seem that. like a cute couple. Like, yeah. they do stuff like that. Like, yeah. little inside jokes, and I, I could see them doing that. Yeah, it's nice to see. I have another one from the movies. Okay. Um, apparently, again, I said this, but you posted it. I'm immortal. I sparkle. I wear jeans. I'm a vampire. <laughs> and you said, oh, Clarissa, what do jeans have to do with it? I don't know. I can't say for certain why I said what I said because I can't say for certain why I say anything. However, I think it was like, because most of the time with vampires, they are in, you know, they have cloaks and suits and stuff. They look all dapper. Okay. And these guys are just wearing jeans and driving Volvos and shit. Like, they're very contemporary. You know, I just, I never, what I, what bothers me the most. About Twilight? About Twilight. Oh, dude. Is the fact that they decided to be in high school? Forever? Ever? Why would you do that? Heck no, never. I would rather just have a fucking career. And they're all like 25. Or or at least college, you know? Something. Something. Not like, oh my God, I can't wait to go back to geometry. Never. Fuck me up. Study like, hall. And what if they don't get all A's all the time? I wouldn't. I could go to school a hundred times, but I, I can't make me give a shit. No. Can't make me you, give a shit. I also would never choose high school. Yeah. Like, to be bullied? Well, I'm sure nobody bullies them. They'll just eat them. Twilight, what a time. Um, speaking of movie theater. Yeah. I posted, I should receive a medal every week for not drop kicking a customer <laughs> in the face at work. Honestly, you should have. They were the worst. Um, oh, so you posted, I don't know who which one of us said this, but don't judge, eat fudge. <laughs> I, that sounds like something I'd say. Yeah, it does. I love fudge. Fudge, judge. From judge fudge. That was from the Grinch. I was thinking of How I Met Your Mother. I said... It's not that I'm lazy. It's just that I don't care. It's a problem with motivation. I'm still. You know, speaking of Twilight, there is this meme that came out and I will share it again. I hope Taylor Lautner doesn't get too upset if he sees it. But um, I'm sure he enjoys it. There's this. It came out then and I reposted it and I have laughed every time I see it. So there's a picture of an alpaca. And then there's a picture of Taylor Lautner. And then it's like a Gillette Fusion razor. Because if you shape the alpaca, it would look just like it. And it does. Alpacas are nice. If I was going to look like an animal, I'd love to look like an alpaca. I would be a sloth. I don't know if I'd want to look like a sloth. They have very long fingernails. Better to grasp the trees, I guess. And never move. I'll stop being so lazy when being so lazy stops being so awesome. Hell yeah. And that's why I said in 2012, and I've been living that day to day ever since. I love how you had also just posted a thing about how you were lazy and motivation was a problem, and then you backed it up strong. Well, here's the thing. I said I'll stop being so lazy when lazy stops being so awesome back in October of 2018. And then I said, it's not that I'm lazy, it's just that I don't care. That was November. So somebody, somebody called you on it and you wanted to change your tune a little bit. I don't know. Either way, I'm lazy. Let's be honest. I put something that apparently a customer told me at the movie theater. Okay. Life is a bowl of cherries if you let it be that way. Okay. Hey, I don't know. A a bowl, a sweet tart um, full of seeds. Some people like cherries. I like cherries. But we could, we could philosophize this. That's not a word. Um, what did six say to seven? Nothing. Nothing. Numbers are abstract concepts, and therefore they cannot speak or converse in any sort of language. Yeah. And then your other favorite. Okay. That I said, anything is possible. False. (laughs) 
You can't ride a pigeon to work. <laughs> you can't ride a pigeon. I love pigeons. I love that. I mm-hmm. could try, though. You can try to ride a pigeon? Yeah. Okay. I need a few. <laughs> like a herd. What do you call a group of pigeons? I don't know. Let me Google it. Google it. What do you call a group of pigeons? Group of pigeons. Because, like, um, a group of crows is a murder. Slay me. A flock. I know the band is Flock of Seagulls, but I can't stop thinking of that song. I ran. I ran so far away. Yep. A group of pigeons is most commonly referred to as a flock. Well, flock me up. You want to know some songs that came out in 2012? Or that were popular? Sure. I don't know if these all came out in 2012. Don't come for me. Ho Hey by the Lumineers. Oh. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Payphone by Maroon 5. Call Me Maybe. Ooh. I Just Met You. This is crazy. But here's my My number. number. So call, call me, me maybe. maybe. Uh, Gangnam Style <gasps> by that guy, Psy. Oh, 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 oh. That was Gangnam such style. a big one. Hey, sexy lady. Oh, 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 but Gangnam Style. I love Psy. I can tell. Um, I also really like his song, uh, I Got It From My Daddy. Which He has another song. He has a lot of songs and I've listened to like all of them. Oh, wow. Good for you. You want to know some movies that, that were popular slash came out? Yeah. Dark Shadows. I never watched it. It's so good. It's Tim Burton. Yeah. It's, some people don't like it, but I like it. It's fun. There was I a, remember I remember the setup for yeah. at the movie theater with the chair. Yeah. And you could take a picture with the chair and the background. Yeah. Yeah. I remember was, that. Dark Shadows was a, a like supernatural soap opera way back in the day and mm. they made it a movie. Gotcha. Barnabas Collins, he's a vampire ish. It's good. Would recommend. Ten it's not that I didn't want to watch it, I just never did. Well, you can watch it with me if you want. Okay. Sinister, the mm. horror film. That's a good movie. I love Sinister, and it has one of the my favorite deaths. Not my favorite death like Ghost Ship. We still need to watch that together. We will, coming in October. Um, but, okay, so second favorite death. Okay, wow. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I loved that yeah. movie. It's, you know, historically correct. You know? Yeah, that's what happened. I'm pretty sure he was a vampire Dude, hunter. That Twilight suddenly makes so much more sense because that guy was a Confederate soldier, Jasper, and he's a vampire now. Do we know for sure that Abraham Lincoln wasn't a vampire hunter? I guess not. We know he was depressed. I mean, who's not? (laughs) True that. (laughs) Um, uh, Probably one of the biggest. If I had to wear that top hat, I'd be pretty depressed. (laughs) I think I'd find it bitchin'. I think I would really enjoy it. You know what? Probably one of the biggest like uh, blockbuster types though that came out was Django. Django Unchained. I never watched it, but when people came in and tried to order tickets, and because of the spelling, no one Nobody knew how could to say second. that. Right? The Django. Um, all right. Well, back in time, 2012. What a time to be alive. What a time. Hey, thanks for listening to Thirty Dirty and Dying, the show for millennials by millennials. We get real about chronic illness, burnout, nostalgia, and why we aren't exactly thriving. If that sounds like you, join us every Thursday for new episodes. Now, back to the show. All right, so we're just going to go back and forth. We're going to show each other these book covers. Uh, we'll describe them as best we can because we're not a video podcast. Parody. By Colleen Hoover. Yeah. Okay. All right, so there are some legs. Mm-hmm. I think they look like a woman's legs. You know, she's curvaceous. And I love that for her. Okay. I think they look like some some nice legs, some nice shapely legs. Okay. Um. Obviously, the name of it. And then... There's this like swarm around her of like yellow that I think are bees. What else could that be? You know, it looks like a bunch of netting, but like swarmy bees, like right? And they're all around her and all I can see is her legs. And then there's a reflection in some water. So that's what is happening on the cover. Um, so here's what I think. I think this is a story about a woman who is deathly allergic to bees. 
like, hi, I need a nappy pen. She, that's her. Um, and she has this swarm of like demonic, crazy, like really focused bees coming for her and they won't leave her alone. Like Hitchcock's the birds, Mm -hmm. but it's the bees. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. And so they're swarming her. And if she gets stung, she dies because she's deathly allergic to Mm -hmm. bees. It's a real problem. And so she's trying to outrun these bees. She's trying to get away from them. So it's kind of like bird box. Lots of things with birds. You know, you're trying to outrun outrun this thing that you can't outrun. And in the midst of it, she meets this guy. Mm -hmm. He's a beekeeper. A world-renowned beekeeper, even. Oh, wow. The best beekeeper that's ever been. (laughs) (laughs) The best beekeeper that's ever beekeeped. Beekeeped. And um, they, you know, he's like, I can help you, ma'am. I can help you with these bees. And so he's trying to figure out how to save her from the bees. And it's really difficult. And at some point they fall in love Mm. and they have some really good sex under a bee tarp. I don't know what you would call that, like a mosquito net. But you know what the face thing is made out of with the beekeepers Mm -hmm. outfits? That. And they just put that over them like a giant condom. And they have bee-free sex. And then at the end, though, unfortunately, he gets killed by the bees trying to save her. But she lives on and gets an EpiPen. And, you know, so she always will remember the bees and the guy. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it's a a feel-good story at the end. She lives. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a, you know, so it's a wild, it's a wild journey for her. Um, not, not, no. No? Not even close. Damn it. There is a girl. There's two. Oh, so no. both allergic to bees? No, no, there's no bees. There are no bees. I don't even movie. want to read this anymore. Okay. I, I mean, so Verity is an author. Okay. Like she had an accident. That's her name? Her name's Verity. Okay. And the accident left her like- Paralyzed? Paral- well, she like can't do anything. She can't like, it was like brain damage. So, like vegetable? Yes. Correct. So yeah, she can't do anything for herself. So the husband is hiring a ghostwriter. Okay. And so the ghostwriter comes to their house. Like her husband is trying to finish her series. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got lost. So like her husband is trying to finish her series that she was doing. Um, So he hires a ghostwriter to like go through her office, look at her notes. I'm sorry. The way you said ghostwriter sounded like ghostwriter. And then I thought of Nick Cage. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a good time for Nicolas Cage. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so she's looking through her shit, she's looking through her shit, trying to like get the vibe, finish her book, blah, 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 blah. And she gets invested in her diary and she sees some things Whoa. that is pretty crazy, Whoa. but she also falls in love with the husband. Oh, okay. Right? So, so some they, people do have sex maybe they, under a B-tarp. Not a B-tarp at all. <sighs> um, just cause she didn't write about it doesn't mean it wasn't there. Okay. So like. Her and the husband, like, kind of have a thing, and they're, like, falling for each other. Yeah. And the, the plot twist is Verity actually isn't in a vegetative state. She, like, watches them and, like, watches her and, like, things happen. So this is, like, I can see why you like this, because it's, like, when you say you want to be in a coma, it's, like, role-playing a coma. <laughs> which you would love to do. I know. I, I don't want to role-play it. I want to be in it. But you could prepare. Maybe. Um, and what you're seeing, how you said it looked like netting. Yeah. Um, it was netting and it was water. So like she, what is understood to be true, they were like in a boat. It was like her and her two kids and she purposefully tipped it over and just kind of let the kid die. What's the netting? In I, I guess she was like stuck in netting. 
Oh. Like the kid. Like a fishing Yeah, net? and she said that she tried to, like, save her, but, like, it was a whole thing. A lot of stuff happened. Well, bees would have been simpler, but it does sound like a spicy, spicy book. That was Verity. Bees. <laughs> bees! Okay. The Mermaid. Yes, indeed. By Christina Henry. Now, we all know I am terrified of mermaids, but I like to face my fears. Okay. At home. In so comfort. the book cover itself gives vibes of like a traveling carnival freak show. Okay. That's the vibe it gives. Come through American Horror Story. Come through. Yeah. I mean, let's let's say this traveling carnival freak show okay. is traveling through this town. As one traveling as does. As one traveling does, right? True that. Um, and it's like, uh, so like they're tra- this town is like on the ocean. Okay. Right? And the heavy, what's it called? Strong man? The strong man. The heavy man. <laughs> I wish we could see what you were doing. <laughs> I was lifting weights. You even lift, bro? <laughs> so the strong man is like taking a, a romantic alone walk on the ocean, right? A romantic <laughs> alone. So he's going to masturbate? He's taking a walk along the, the ocean, right? He's okay. on the beach. He's by himself because he's just like, he's really in his feelings. He's like, is this my whole life, yeah. right? Am I just crisis. Am I just only going to be the strong man? Yeah. What if I want to be a weak man, you know? Yeah. Like, he's just really in his head. He's taking a walk along the beach, and there she is. Mermaid. The mermaid, right? Okay. The siren. He mm. falls in love. Of course he does. Right? And he was just like, you have to, you have to come with me. We have to be together. You have to be a part of this carnival. Right? This traveling freak show because you too are a freak. (laughs) I just can't quit you. And but she, she's just like, you have to come with me. Yeah. Into the ocean. Into the ocean and all, all, right? If you want to be with me, you gotta you gotta come in. So like he he's conflicting, like he already was so insecure, right? Is this gonna be am I just the strong man in this traveling freak show my whole life? Or am I gonna go into the ocean? With the, the woman of my dreams. Okay. Um, he goes into the ocean and he dies. <laughs> he can't swim. <laughs> He's so heavy. He, he just, just falls. He just sank to the <sighs> And the mermaid and her friends um, ate him. Well, you got to be resourceful. Yeah. What else are you going to do? It's like, it's like how people say when you die, like, oh, your cats will just eat you. As they should. It would be an honor. You have to get rid of the body. Yeah. Okay. So that's not what happened at all. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be such a strong start because uh-huh. like, so it is about like a, like a, okay. So you know who P.T. Barnum is? Yes. The carnival guy. Or uh-huh. the, okay. So this is a, this is kind of like a historical fiction type of thing about that. Okay. So there's this mermaid mm-hmm. and she's a real mermaid. Okay. And she's, um, she fell in love with this. Uh, uh, I don't know why you said real mermaid because in my story, she was a real mermaid. P.T. Barnum was known for having a lot of fakes and frauds and stuff. So uh. I'm just clarifying. She's a real mermaid, and the okay. story starts with her. Okay. She finds, she she sees this, like, fisherman guy. They fall in love. She <gasps> becomes, not becomes human, but she, like, uses her human form to live a life with him. Okay. And then he dies, and mermaids <gasps> are kind of, like, low-key immortal, or they age very differently. Okay. So she's, like, his widow, and she's just living her life. And then P.T. Barnum decides he wants a mermaid for his, like, you know, museum of oddities or whatever yeah and for his show and he hears these rumors about the mermaid off in this village somewhere so he sends one of his dudes out to find her 
And she's like so sad because her husband is dead. She like doesn't know what to do with her life. Do I go back into the ocean? So you you know, I was the conflicting existential crisis. crisis. It's happening. It's just she's having one. Okay. So then this guy comes and is like, do you want to come be a part of this like carnival shit? And she's like, no. But then she thinks about it and she's like, fuck else am I doing? Sure. So she goes and she becomes part of it. But she clashes a lot with P.T. Barnum because he just wants to make money. You yeah. know what I mean? And she wants to be able to like. Live her life. Yeah. You know, she's just doing this to try and find some direction. And then the guy that came to get her. They fall in love. Okay, she falls in love again. Yeah, with this guy. And essentially it comes down to P.T. Barnum really ends up not being the best dude. And she has to find her way out of this job with Mm -hmm. him. But she still loves this other guy, so she has to find a way out. You know, so it's it's like a fairy tale retelling-ish type thing. Okay, okay. But yeah. Does she figure her way? She does. It has a nice, lovely, happy ending. Okay. That's great. Yeah. There's no death other than the husband that dies. Yeah. And he just dies of old age. He just, well, he gets lost at sea, but you have to assume he, so yeah, you were, you were, I mean, you weren't close, but you were close. Okay. The vibes were close. The vibes were there. I got the carnival situation type of thing. You just added some things. I just added some things. I added a love thing with the cannibalism, you know, all the, all the things. Yeah. All right. I'm ready for a new one. Okay. I feel strong and good. Even after my B mishap. Okay, the future of us. So this has some, like, a, like, it looks like a couple, like a dude and a lady. And they're on this background. And it's like, it looks like pixelated. Either baby code or or like a TV staticky type of situation. And it just says the future of us. I know this is the guy who wrote 13 Reasons Why. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's teens. And um, all right. Here I go. Okay, here you go. So this is a love story that's happening in the year of our Lord, 2007. AIM is at its peak. And this girl and this guy, they start talking on AIM. Mm-hmm. And they think they go to the same school, you know, but they just have never seen each other, like friends of a friend or whatever. And they start talking. And man, they just fall in love. They're like, this is so great. You know, we like all the same bands into the ocean and it all fuck me up. Like their love story, teen love story. They keep trying to find each other in the real world and they can't. Um, and like every time they set up a meeting, it doesn't seem to work out. Very catfishy. But turns out they are like in opposite at, like parts of the multiverse. And they're, it's kind of like the time traveler's wife or whatever, or the lake house shit that mm-hmm. happened. Like they're communicating with each other through the internet and that's what's bonding them together. But they're living like kind of like uh, parallel university type lives. Okay. And that's why they can't find each other. I'm not sure what happens after that because I'm not a scientist or even. Because <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I don't know what happens in the multiverse. Okay. But that's what it's about. Um... These, these, the, the, our friends, yeah. the, the boy and the girl are like best friends. They grew up together. Like they, they exist together. They're neighbors. I'm pretty sure. Um, so it is in the olden times of when the AOL CD first came in the mail. Okay. Right. So she gets her first AOL CD. Nice. She brings it up to the computer. There's a little thingy on the top. Where it says Facebook. But Facebook hasn't happened yet. Facebook hasn't happened. Wait, you have told me about this vaguely, but you did not give me a lot of details. Okay. But I did not know it was this book, so yeah. we're good. We, and we didn't do this on the last one? No, I think you just mentioned this in conversation, but okay. I don't have a lot of deets. Okay. Her, AOL, only hers, has access to Facebook in the future. Whoa. So she can't, based upon what they do, 
it changes what Facebook shows. Whoa. Like she can see what she's posting like in college and like who she's with and like her friends. Oh my God. And it's the future of us. So, like, she gets to see in the future and things happen and are they going to be together and, like, this whole okay, thing. Okay, so, like, my vibes. Your vibes similar. were kind of there. They were similar vibes, but, like, they were just seen into the future. But, like, she was getting so caught up in it and, like, trying to make changes to, like, change her future because, like, what she was seeing, she wasn't happy anymore. Yeah. And, like, she was with a guy who wasn't good and, like, this whole thing. And she was, like, trying to find, like, her future husband. And, like, and she was just like, you know what? I need to live in the now. Yeah, hey, if you want my future, forget my past. If you want to get with me. Better, better make, make it, it fast. Last. Fat fuck. Better make it fuck. <laughs> well, anyways. Priorities. So, yeah, it was actually pretty good. That sounds cool. It was, you know, the normal teen thing. Yeah. But I'm, that's my vibe. I was hey, about if you it. like it, you like it. I think yeah. it sounds cool. All right, are you ready for your next one? I'm ready for the next one. All right, here you go. Stephen King. Stephen King. Okay, The Institute. Okay. All right, so there's a little boy mm-hmm. in a train car. Okay. That looks to be, he's living in the train. Oh. That's what it looks like to me. Okay. Or it's a metaphor. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick. But don't hurt yourself. Okay, so there's a kid, really smart. Good start. And he has to take the train to go to school. Okay. To go to the institute. <laughs> so you're saying this as if it's all question. <laughs> to go to school? <laughs> like I'm going to just tell you? Okay, so he's going to take so the train. Like, he's really smart. Um, his parents, um, because they have to... Both work like two jobs each to make money to him for to the tuition. Tuition, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they have to work really hard so they can't like take him there. So he yeah. has to like go on a train and like he meets all these different people on this train to like go to the institute, right? So like he's living like this this whole life on the train, yeah. With these random people, but we know how Stephen King loves like aliens and shit. <laughs> so there's gonna be some supernatural thing that oh. the train like takes him to like the wrong part of time. And, um, <laughs> I don't fucking know because Stephen King is crazy. I mean, but that's why we love him, you know? Yeah, so the smart kid, he takes the train, but like all these crazy people, there's an alien, I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> I gotta say, if that was on the back of the book, I think I would buy it. <laughs> there's an alien, I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> it's Stephen King, you know? Um, he does Okay, so shit. you had a decent start. Okay. So there is a kid, he's really, really smart. Mm-hmm. Um... And he also had, like, he's, like, like scary smart. Like, supernaturally smart. Oh, uh, there's a supernatural. Yeah. Well, you know Stephen King. He likes kids with powers. He likes to do that kind of thing, right? So, he, this kid, in the middle of the night, ends up getting kidnapped and <gasps> taken to this institute. And it's uh, actually kind of like a secret government project thing. To, like, try and, like, figure out why he's so smart? Well, yeah. They have other kids. So, okay. they've taken these kids and they, like, train them to use these powers and these kind of abilities that they have to possibly it, they don't ever really know what they're doing it for, but they kind of figure out that it's probably for really nefarious purposes. So are we talking about the Netflix show right now? There's stranger a things. No, okay. no, 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 Cause no, no. that's exactly what that is. No, no, no. This is not stranger things. Okay. Um, Did he get the idea from stranger things or does stranger things get the idea from him? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know when it came out. What? I have no idea. Okay. Um, but anyways, he, um, so this kid, he gets to this, you know, the Institute and they're basically training them for like a, a really, like they, they come to find out it's probably for like a really bad purpose. Like I'm talking mm. about like mass warfare kind of thing. Okay. And 
a couple of the kids, you know, they make friends and they try to escape. <gasps> escape. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the boy, the main, the main kid, he does end up escaping. Okay. Um, and, but, smart. Yeah, but the, he has all these secrets with him and stuff. He gets like uh, evidence of what's going on. He's gonna take it out, you know, to the to the world, and uh, they come after him. You of know? course. So it's basically like this kid. He's in this. And they torture them. They're really bad to these kids, and he has to get out. And it's them. It's kind of like that journey, like him being there and then trying to get out and trying to tell the world and save the other kids. Okay. Hey everyone, it's Tyler Woodkowski, the publisher at Tea with Coffee Media. Tea with Coffee Media is a team of indie authors, designers, and editors who have a goal of helping indie authors make their dreams become a reality. Our modest press has aspirations to help as many indie authors succeed as possible. Not only do we offer publishing services, and yes, we are open for submissions, but we offer editing, marketing, and book cover design services at an affordable price to all indie authors. Visit us online at teawithcoffee.media to learn more about our services. One Left Alive. Okay, yeah, we've not done this. I know, because this is my recent One uh, Left Alive. Okay, so this is a beautiful cover. It's very vivid. Um, Okay, so it says it's part of the series. Detective Uh Morgan, which I don't know who that is. Detective Morgan Brooks. Yep. My apologies. All right, so there's a blue sky, but there's some darkness in the sky. Maybe a storm's coming, and it looks pretty rural. It's an F5. (laughs) It's an F5. Um, and it looks pretty rural, like it's out in this, like, field, and there's a tree that looks like it's been fucked up a few times, but this really nice suburban-y house also. Uh, but the lights are on only in one window. Whoa. Which, you know, spooky. All right, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. There's this, um, there's this community, it's kind of like a rural farming community, um, out in the middle of nowhere, but it used to be kind of, uh, it used to be kind of booming. Like, a lot of people lived there. It was a nice little town. And... There was a there was an F five tornado, <laughs> <laughs> or some other natural disaster. Please take your pick. Uh, but there was a disaster, and it kind of caused a lot of people to flee and killed other people. You know, like so people left or they were killed. And there was this one family, and they were a big family there. They were like one of the bigger, more prominent families in the community, and they had this nice, beautiful house. Uh, a, a little further out than everybody else, you know, like they were in town, but they were up on the hill and uh, they were like, we ain't fucking leaving. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're staying here. I don't give a shit about no tornado. So they were like, we're going to stay here. So everybody in that family died except for there's a daughter. There was a daughter. She was only about like 15 or so at the time. She was one of the younger daughters um, and she lived um, I don't know, maybe she's in the basement, maybe she was somewhere else, but she lived mm-hmm. and she's, has nowhere to go. She has no means. She doesn't even know like where, how to flee and get out because everything around her has, is desolate at this point. It's like a, it's almost like an abandoned town and especially she's way up on the hill. So it's her trying to like live. So she's just kind of living, not off the land, but you know what I mean? She's living totally by herself. Like in this house that her, her family's house did survive, but nobody lived like it's fucked up. The house got fucked up, but she can still live in it. And, um, there's this reporter who wants to write a book about natural disasters. Maybe they're a storm chaser. Maybe it's you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's this lady named Courtney. She's fucking, (laughs) and she's like, I'm going to write a book about like the most 
catastrophic storms and effects. So she goes. And, and it's going to be titled, it's a fucking F5. Yeah, it's an <laughs> F5. Um, swirl me up, daddy. And uh, so she goes to this town to like observe all the wreckage and stuff. And then she finds this other girl who's just there and she's the last one left alive. And, you know, obviously then the story takes a turn of her trying to help her. And Okay, did you forget um, that it says a gripping crime thriller? I didn't even see that. And Detective Morgan Brooks? Well, maybe the detective... Okay, new, new, new thing. <laughs> so the detective, Morgan Brooks, has a side hustle of being obsessed with tornadoes. <laughs> And wants to go visit this place. Maybe to write a book. Maybe just to have some fun. She works hard. And then the rest of the thing is as I explained it. Okay. Okay. Um, not at all. Uh, <laughs> at some point, you made this face. And I knew it was not even close. But I just kept going. I would like you to write that book. Okay, maybe. Um, and I would also like to be the storm chaser. Okay. I'll write a book about you. Perfect. Courtney. I love that. Um, no. Okay. So... <laughs> Oh. Morgan Brooks, first, like, she, she's a police officer. Okay. Well, this this actually happens, like, in England. Like, a lot oh. of, for some reason, a lot of the books that I end up reading have to not Governor, do. Governor, T and Crumpet, hello. Hello, Governor. Anyways. um, So, it's her first day on, like, solo, like, just out there. Like, she, she can be by herself because she's been, like, a cop for, like, a certain amount of time that she had to be, like, paired up with someone. But now, like, it's her first day, like, out. There's a call. Um, that comes in that there's um, there's a problem at this house. Okay. Right? So she gets there and the wife is hung by the tree. Bummer. And there's a guy there like trying to like lift her up so like she's, you know, like he's like panicking. Right? Trying to get her down. Trying to, well not get her down but like so trying to like die. hold her up so she is but she's already. So like it's her, like, you know, her first like real day on the job by herself and like she gets like pushed into like the situation. Yeah, right. Crazy. She's there. The the woman's dead. She calls everyone. She's like, oh my gosh, this is a whole thing. Like I don't, I can't handle this by myself, you know? Like I need detectives. Yeah. So like all the people come in, like the coroner comes in for like the body. They're like, where's the rest of the family? Like what happened to them? Blah, 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 blah. Like right. they're trying to like, and the, the boy that was there was like the, one of the daughter's boyfriends. Okay. So like he came by to like see them and he found the mom being hung. Right. Okay. The, the whole, the whole thing's happening. They like check the house. They can't find the family. Blah, 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 blah. Um, the, however, the next day Morgan is just like, we're missing something. Something's right. not right. So, like, when she she went into the house with, like, someone else, she went upstairs. The other person, like, was checking the downstairs, and they are like, okay, no one's here. Um, but she was just like, something's off. So she went back to the house the next day, and she found, like, uh, like a hidden stairwell to a Ooh. basement. The rest of the family was dead, Yikes. except for one was left. Like, one was still alive. So, like, Whoa. she called. She was like, oh, my gosh, they're here. They've been here the whole time. I wish I had checked this. I wish I didn't go upstairs. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. You know, the whole thing. So, it was like, the whole book is about, like, trying to figure out, like, what happened to them? Who killed them? Like, who was part of it? Blah, blah, Whoa. blah, oh, Because she was just, like, she helped, like, solve this, like, big crime on her first day. Wow. So, like, now she's, like, a detective. Employee of the month. Yeah. Hell yeah. And there's also some, like, sexual tension between, like, her and her, like, boss and like Whoa. i can't wait for them to get together i know it's gonna happen I'm on- that sounds good honestly it's i feel like bad. i would read that i don't know about the whole series i i, I tend to lose steam with like crime 
that go on for a really long time. So well, I it's I can... different crimes, different things. I understand. But like the characters thing, like sometimes I can do it, sometimes I can't. So, but I'd be interested in that one. Yeah. That one sounds cool. Yep. So I'm on book five right now of the series of 10. Whoa. I know. That's a big I read the first four in like three days. Jeez. And now I'm just like, I think I did too much. <laughs> so like I haven't. I might have overdone it. I might have overdone it just a little bit. Because oh. I'm just like, they have to get together. They haven't yet. Well, and I'm really let me know when they do. I will. I think it's going to, I feel like it's probably going to be a book six. Because nothing's happening so far in five for them. Mm. His wife killed herself. Okay. So he's like still kind of. Mourning. Mourning. It's been like four years though. So like care of himself. And yeah. Like, still struggling. But like. This new, bright, energetic, young detective Morgan is like kind of making him feel things. And he was just like, I need to take better care of myself. I need to clean my house. I need to. So like well, he's good. bettering himself. It's, you know. It's well, if nothing thing. else, at least it's encouraging him to be better. It's encouraging him to better himself. He's finally like, he's been um, like sleeping in like the spare room because he didn't want to like move Go back her in stuff. So, like, he's finally packing things away and, like... Coping. Coping. That sounds good. That sounds like really good character development, though. I like that. Yeah. Are you ready for your next one? Yep. Here we go. Woods Are Always Watching by Stephanie Perkins. Well, um, I'm gonna have to go with It's in the Woods. Well, that could be an astute observation. All right. Um, that's pretty much the only thing this book cover is giving me, is the woods. And because the title says The Woods Are Always Watching, mm. I'm gonna go with... I love how you close your eyes before you do this. Because I'm imagining it. I know, I love it. I'm taking myself into the book, right? Ooh. So it's going to be like a Blair Witch Project situation. Oh, okay. So this couple goes camping. Okay. Right? Mistake number one. Yeah. Oh, who goes camping? People who get murdered. It's actually book five of what I'm reading right now. Um, someone was murdered camping. Yeah, of course they were. Of course they were. She was alone. Why would she go alone? Of course. Listen, if you go camping, first of all, why do you just want to pretend that you don't have running water? Like what's the thrill in that? Second of all, you, you're just asking to get murdered. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Sorry, go ahead. Okay. So this couple, they go no, camp- you know what? No, I'm going to change it. It's okay. not a couple. It's a group of friends. Okay. A group, a group of friends goes camping. Okay. Um, they get lost in the woods and the, the main character girl, um, she's the only one that gets out of it. She finds her way out. She finds her way out after like two weeks. She was in there for like two weeks. Everyone's gone. She can't find anyone, but she somehow left. Right. Okay. But like while she was there, like she was hearing things. Like she felt like a presence. Like it was like crazy. Right. Yeah. But she finally gets out. But like something like she still feels like she's being watched. She's trying to like live her life. She's trying to cope with the loss of her friends. Because, like, they can't, but, like, they can't find bodies because they can't find them. So they're them. still missing. They're still missing, but, like, she she knows that they're dead, but she can't explain it. But she, like, and she still feels like, even though she's out, she's out of the forest, that she's still being watched. And she's being, like, pulled back in. But she can't, like, she can't escape this feeling. Fuck me up. I want to read this right now. <laughs> not even close, but I want to read it so bad. I'm a- <gasps> yeah, so, like, she she can't escape. This feeling of, like, she needs to be pulled back into the woods. So, like, after, like, a couple months go by, like, she's trying so hard to, like, just live a normal life again. But she just can't. So she goes back. And the force consumes her. Yikes. And she, like, becomes, like, this, like, the mist in the woods. And, like, she is now, like, one of, like, the voices that people hear. And, like, she then consumes everyone else. Courtney, write this fucking book. (laughs) 
I'm on the edge of my seat. Quite literally. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's not right. I gave myself chills. I you I got chills. I was over here contorting and shit. <laughs> you know what book you should read. Um, it's called, it's a Stephen King book and it's called The Girl That Loved Tom Gordon. And it's very similar to that. Okay. Until about the end. Okay. But the woods, being in the woods part, mm-hmm. it was kind of like what you were describing. That's mm-hmm. why I was initially like, look at her describing another book. But then, I don't know if that book exists, but I want to read it. The one you just said. Okay. So you were like wrong. But it has to do with the woods. It does. Okay. Correct. So there are two. It's a group. It's a group of two friends. It's just two. Oh, friends. just two. Okay. I was close with a couple, but I wanted to bring friends into That's it. It's fine. It's two girls. They're mm-hmm. like in their last year of high school. They're getting ready to go to different colleges. Like it's a YA. Um, I love a young adult. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, for books, not for any other. <laughs> no, you are correct. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they're, they're going on this like last camping trip before summer's over okay. and they have to, they're, they're afraid they're going to lose their friendship. Cause like mm. one's going to one school, one's staying back home. So they go to this camping trip and they go up, in, you know, in these woods and there's like a hiking trail and they follow it, but they get turned around a little mm. bit, but they do end up finding their, their campsite. Okay. Um, but it's just... They're, they're wigged. Like they're, they feel like someone's watching them. They keep getting turned around. There's all these, uh, like there's the real, real path. And then there's these other paths that people have put homemade, like this way, this way, if you get lost kind of thing. So it's hard to tell what way they're going. Okay. And then they come across these two, they get separated (gasps) at one point. Oh no. Um, and one hurts their leg really bad. They fall into like a trap. Uh, and so the other one's like, I'm going to go get help, but it's hard to find her way out and she keeps getting turned around and it turns out they've come across these two guys. I think there's two of them and they're like in the woods and they like stay there and like hunt hikers and campers and uh, they have to find their way out. These guys like have taken them captive and they're going to kill them and probably do all kinds of horrible stuff to them, but it's them trying to get away from. Okay. So it's like a, it's a fighting for our lives situation because these creepy guys in the woods. I liked mine though. Yours was better. Straight up. Yours was better. Okay, well, I'll just work with you and we'll get that written. We should. Honestly, we could collab. Yeah, because I can't write. Let's be honest. But I can give you ideas. I'm having an idea. We should do this. Okay. If you guys want to read this, tell us. Yeah, but don't write it because it's I'm trademarking it right now. <laughs> That's not how that works at all, but okay. okay. Well, I don't want my idea to go like written somewhere else, okay? All right, fair. Do you want to give me one more? And we'll... Headful of Ghosts. By Paul Tremblay. Tremblay. Okay, so this looks like a... Actually, I have no idea what this looks like. It's reddish. There's like a window and lights coming into the window. And is that like a banister? Oh, like a banister. And then there's a hallway and a room. And there's somebody weird in that room. But it's like sideways. Um. Okay, head full of ghosts. All right. So, I don't know, fucking Salem, Massachusetts. Because spooky shit happens there all the time Mm -hmm. so there's this old house it's like an old family home but it's not been occupied full time for many many years there are family members who come and like stay there on and off and there's groundskeepers and stuff so it's maintained but nobody's actually lived there full time in a very in a while and but then one day one of the like grandchildren grandson you know great grandson of the family who had originally lived there he comes to stay there he's he's visiting salem so he's like, I'm just going to stay in my family's little place. Kick it. It's free. And then um, he gets there and it's, you know, it's old and decrepit and stuff. But he doesn't care. But then there's this room and the, and the hallway, like there's this really long hallway and the room all the way at the end, the door is closed and all the other doors are open. Every other house, like room in the house is maintained pretty clean. Um, and 
the doors always closed. So then he asks like one of the groundskeepers or the maids or whatever, like, hey, what, what's in that room? Why is it closed up? We we can't open the door. People have been trying for years. Like we can't open the door. And the last person who like owned the house and was here full time just said to never go in there. So people just have never tried to go in. And while he's in the house, he starts, you know, hearing things, seeing things. Um, stuff starts like just being like pictures of his family that he hasn't seen in years. They'll just be all over the table and stuff like weird ghostly things are happening. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's like, I got to get in that room. Like it just, he can't let it go. And he tries really hard to get in that room. So a lot of the book is him trying to figure out what's going on, getting in the room. And then he finally gets in there and it's, you know, dead people or something. Spooks are in there. Okay. <laughs> I've lost my train, but basically there are <laughs> ghosts in the house. Uh huh. And his head, he becomes consumed with like what's in this room and, and basically the what's, core in the of, what's in the box. There's a, the core of what's going on. He finds all the answers in that room. Okay. But the house is haunted. Okay. Basically. Like a head full of ghosts. Yeah. Not at all. Okay. Okay. I tried. Um, so it's about this family. Okay. It has nothing to do with the house. No. <sighs> Why did they put it on the cover? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so pretty much what it's kind of told through the eyes of like the younger sister. Mm-hmm. something's happening with her older sister. Um, the family, so like, I, I'm pretty sure it's like schizophrenia. Oh. But someone thinks that she's uh, possessed. Okay. Right? So they're struggling for money. The dad's like out of a job. Something happened. So like he allows like a film crew to come in and like film like the seance or like how, how do exorcism? you- Exorcism. like this whole thing. Like they're it's creating like a, a real show about like- Someone who's who needs an exorcism and like gets exorcism in like their life, right? So like it's a, this film crew comes in, starts filming like the family and like filming the the oldest daughter and like the the youngest daughter's like confused. She was like, "This is my sister. Like, why is she acting weird? Like, it's a whole thing." And like they do like it. it pretty much, it's like that, that's that's about it. Okay, I don't know like how else to go into detail about it. I think you should read it. Let me, I don't know, like, it's been a while since I read it. It was, like, one of my first ones that it's I read this year. It's been a while. It's been a while. They say, the lives of the of the Barretts, a normal suburban New England family, are torn apart when 14-year-old Marjorie begins to display signs of acute schizophrenia. To her parents' despair, the doctors are unable to stop uh, Marjorie's uh, descent into madness. As their stable home evolves into a house of horrors, they reluctantly turn to a local Catholic priest for help. Father Wanderly, Wanderly suggests an exorcism. He believes the vulnerable teenager is a victim of a demonic de- uh, possession. He also contacts a production company that is eager to document the Barrett's plight. With John, Marjorie's father, out of work for more than a year and the medical bills looming, the family agrees to be filmed. And soon find themselves the unwitting stars of The Possession, a hit reality television show. When events in the Barrett's household explode into tragedy... The show and the shocking incidents it captured becomes stuff of urban legend. Wow. Fifteen years later, a best-selling writer interviews Marjorie's younger sister, Mary, because so it's it's told okay. through through Mary's, I got the you. younger sister's eyes, like her memory of what happened. Yep. Okay. These were some books. Yeah, some banging books, and we need to write one. We do. All right. So, what was your favorite one that I described that was incorrect? And I'll tell you my favorite one that you described that was incorrect. Bees. You liked the bees? I liked your bee love story. I love bees. When well, actually, I don't. But <laughs> actually, I, I don't want bees. I, love, I don't know why I said that. 
been a day, y'all. Okay. Uh, well, yours obviously my favorite was the woods and they're watching and I got to go back to the woods. Like that was banging. Yeah. So stay tuned for that shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Bees. Are you going to write a bee book? Could it be a situation? Bee. In- <laughs> so, go ahead. What's that one cartoon movie with the bee that falls in love with the woman? The bee movie. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, you can't write it anymore because yeah, it already, it already happened. happened. Obviously, like he's part of the demonic bee swarm, but like he's in love with her. <laughs> oh man! Well, we're gonna buzz on out of here. And uh, thanks for listening to this one. And we hope you loved it. It was a labor of love, truly. And uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, for more thirty, dirty, and dying. Read a book. Yeah, it's fun. Read a book. Read one of our books. A friend to be if you're not allergic. And with that. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.